Hi, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. I'm so glad on this episode to be talking with, uh, can I say, comics creator? Is that is that a way that you would identify yourself? Tully Jacob? Yeah, you can call me whatever you want, man. I'm just a small-town kid from Broken Bow, Oklahoma. So yeah, <laughs> any other <yeah>. label, <laughs> just a chest of kid from Broken Bow. That's all I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a I'm a kid from West Virginia, so I, I get that. I get that. Yeah, yeah. and all, all the other titles come along, but yeah, absolutely, right. absolutely. Um, so I'll mention at the top of our discussion a book that I recommend people check out. I discovered it through the Excellence in Graphic Literature Awards a couple of years ago and featured it in a chapter uh, about native indigenous stories in a book that I have coming out later on this year sometime, if all things go well, you, you know how publishing is, it could be delayed or whatever, but yeah. uh, the book that you've worked on is Res Detectives and really appreciate it a lot. And uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that book and then any other projects that you would like to mention. All right. Sounds great. Yeah. So um, I, I like to generally ask about like author origins and sort of paths to creating. So what was it about the world of comics and visuals that drew you in? Well, for me, like comics was like basically like breathing. I mean, like from the moment I was born, I'm sure there was a comic book thrown in my hand or something. And like back in the day, you know, you go to a doctor's office, there's some kind of comic book. And even if it was those uh, Holy Bible graphic novels, I don't know if you ever saw those. Oh, they yes. Had those mm -hmm. laying around. And then there were the like um, those little, I, I forget what they're called, like the, the chick, chick comics. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. find them like all over town. And yep. it was like, in the, if nobody knows, these were like these crazy, like, I guess they were like hyper religious uh little what do you call those little type of comics they were, they were like booklets or pamphlets yeah or like booklets, yeah. like tijuana comics but maybe we shouldn't say that but they were like those comic yeah those those little booklets and they would talk about like how you should save your soul because you know jesus is watching you and all this kind of uh -huh, stuff uh -huh. so i've always found those that, that people would just lay those around at various spaces you find them at like the post office or whatever so i'd always collect those and read them and I had a pretty high collection, and we'd read them. And it, <laughs> my cousins would think they were stupid and silly, but I liked them. And the art was really good, actually, when you look at yeah. them. Yeah, it wasn't and, bad. And, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so that was basically me. Like, I would grow up, like, uh, I had a sister. She'd probably have more like the, um, like, Archie Comics, Little Lulu, and that little devil kid. I forget what his name is. Hot Stuff, I think his name was. Uh -huh. And all those, all those Sabrina comics. So I'd have that to read. And then my brother would have the superhero comics. So, you know, we'd have like Spider-Man, Howard the Duck, um, Batman, of course. Mm -hmm. And then my dad, and this is probably like, I probably shouldn't have a, at my age found these books, but there was a, a magazine called National Lampoon that uh -huh. he would get. And they were yep. more adult comics. But again, there was good art. It was good humor. Because these are like these these humor writers from like these, like uh, what do you call them? Like uh, Ivy League universities, like Harvard and stuff like that, who would write these comic books. And I think they 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 ended up making movies, right? They they mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they yeah. did movies like uh, I guess Vacations, one of their most famous one. Wasn't that a National Lampoon? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they actually 
began the career of like Harold Ramis and um, John Hughes, I guess. Yeah. Because yeah. John Hughes wrote an article that was based on vacation in National Lampoon. And so that, but in the National Lampoon, there was like this really interesting comic book about uh, Bob Dylan. And it was called Zimmerman. And it, and I thought it was a superhero story because it says Zimmerman. But that was uh -huh. his original last name. His real last name is Robert Zimmerman. So I was reading it and I was like, oh, this is cool. And it was good art too. Mm -hmm. it, but it was actually about uh, Bob Dylan's life. And then that got me interested in Bob Dylan. So I listened to a lot of Bob Dylan music and things like that growing up. And so, you know, I'm like, I mean, I'm under 10 years old and I'm absorbing all this stuff. So there's that desire to read these stories and like the stories but then again like it happens where most secret origins of uh indigenous uh creators is that where am i in these stories where is mm -hmm. my representation mm -hmm. who am i and every once in a while you know you'll come across like a native dude like chief manabats or uh you'll see like maybe lone ranger and tonto comic book somewhere but you're like it's still like we're still kind of behind because it's still, you know, from a non-native perspective telling our stories. And so you're getting these really almost cheesy kind of stereotypical perspectives of our, of us. And, mm -hmm. and I think like new mutants, I think had a, a what was her name? Danny Moonstar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that, that was one of the comic books I saw as a kid. And I was like, Oh, this is, it was uh, Bill Sinkovics who did the art. So of course the art was really great. And you think because I liked all the art, I would lead more towards artists, but <laughs> but I'm not that great of an artist. So, you know, I, I, I liked writing. And so that's kind of like mm -hmm. where I want to be is almost kind of like work at representing us as human beings, as people, but giving us these heroic kind of things. If we're going to be superheroes or like with res detectives, we're going to have like a and, you know, we were thinking Encyclopedia Brown, Harriet the Spy, and mm -hmm. uh, like Scooby-Doo and all those like kid detective stories that I grew up on reading and trying to put it within this like indigenous setting. And so that's kind of my secret origin of how I got from point A to, <laughs> to Res Detectives, the book we're talking about today. Oh, love it. Love it. Well, and you're the first person that's come on that's mentioned, mentioned the Chick comics, which I do remember, um, and National Lampoon. I haven't, haven't heard those as uh, foundational for people just yet. But uh, Yeah, and Mad Magazine also. Oh, My yeah. Dad was a Mad yeah. Magazine guy. And I think like a lot of adults like read Mad Magazine because it was kind of that satire of, mm -hmm. of humor mm -hmm. and and again great art you know there's chuck severin who was part of the arting team and uh um the guy who just recently died al jaffe you know mm -hmm. they were like mm -hmm. doing these really great stuff and th they're like the very few people do it but they had the panel like the side inside the panel art uh-huh and and i forgot who did that I, I, but they were like it would be like a one like one joke like that was on the side of the page and they would have like a just the drawing art of this joke and i've never seen anyone would do it but that seems like logically that would be something fun to do is just to put little funny pieces between the panels uh -huh. and i thought that was kind of cool yeah yeah that it's it's fun how you can do different things with the medium and i always appreciate right. it when i see something like that mm -hmm. um so you mentioned Res Detectives, and I mentioned it at the top of the episode. Um, how did Res Detectives 
come to be as a story. And I, I love hearing about um, like the inspirations too. So uh, love that you, you talked about Scooby-Doo and kind of the, the mystery aspects, but then also uh, showing something that is more authentic than maybe some of the representations of indigenous experiences that people have created. Right. So yeah, for me, like Res Detectives was uh, something that Steve, Judd and myself kind of talked around about of like how we were wanting to look at children programming in on television mm -hmm. and we said well you know there's not really any shows that are about us and so we kind of wrote this at first as a television script to try to sell around to different companies but of course it never really got off the ground and so we kind of shelved it for a while and almost pretty much forgot about it and again it was like I said the whole thing of like finding representation of us telling stories that that we deem like that could be good for kids because you know you know I have nieces and nephews he has nieces and I have a daughter now and we want something that you know they could look at and read and something like our, our kids self to read because Steve he was also a comic book kid he his dog when he was a kid was named Thor dog and, <laughs> and his uh and he'd read Teen Titans uh, comics and he had a collection of those. And so for me, it was like, uh, for us, it was like, we wanted something that our kids selves could also enjoy, you know, because like, you know, not every kid's gonna have access to National Lampoon, you know, <laughs> so mm -hmm. we gotta make sure our kids can get something that's, uh, that's readable and, and, and acceptable, you know. And so, so we, that's how we kind of created it. And we tried to sell it as a TV show, it never sold. And so we kind of, you know, fast forward a few years later, we're once again talking about comic books. And he's like, hey, I had this idea for this comic book. And we bounced it back and forth. And we we kept talking about it. And he's like, I just don't know wh where it's going to go yet. And then he said, but, you know, if you have another idea, let's let's think about that. And so, you know, we're just pitching ideas back and forth to each other. And then, I, and then we started thinking, hey, you remember that... Uh, that comic res or the that script res detectives we wrote and we were yeah 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 I said, let's look back that look back at that dust it off and see if we can turn that into a comic book mm -hmm. and so we went back we looked at it and we said okay yeah it translates pretty well it's a short you know it's a short script so it could hit you know within within the short shorts a short book and so um so we said let's go ahead and write it we so yeah we were friends with the Ken Christensen, who has written comic books, he's written Todd, the ugliest kid in the world. Uh, I believe he wrote Air, and um, he no, he didn't write Air, but he wrote he produced the uh, Netflix show of um, The Punisher. He's written on the TV show Happy, and he's done a lot of work like comics and in television, and and I think even film. And so he kind of became a friend of ours and he has worked with the MK Perker, who was an artist who has done a lot of like DC and Marvel comics. He's real well known in Turkey. He's like one of the like most famous comic book artists in Turkey. And he's like won like all these crazy awards. And so we were like, he's like, well, I, this dude, you know, you, I usually work with him as an artist. He'd probably be great for this work because he writes really, you know, just kind of stylized that, that he can, make it fit into a, a, a comic book style of, of children comic book and so we said okay mm -hmm. let's, let's meet with them let's talk with them mk perk was on board so we brought him in 
And so we wrote the script and he kind of even helped us by saying, you know, because like a lot of times when I write a comic book script, I write page, panel, page, panel, because that's how I was taught how to do it. Mm-hmm. But he's like, no, just leave it like as a screenplay. And and I'll just use that and then I can break it down into the panels, which is like easier for us because we don't have to think of what each panel is going to be and how it's going to lay out on the page. And so he was like, all right, so we'll do that. And then we'll, uh, I'll get it back to you. And within like these several months, once it, once he could get it done and had a pretty quick turnaround within like less than a year, he kind of did it, did it all. He drew it, uh, what penciled ink and colored it all within a year. So, so that, I mean, that's a lot of work. I mean, and so in case people don't know, like comic books are kind of, what do you call kind of like a factory kind of thing where the writer Mm -hmm. writes the script, the art, one artist pencils it, another artist inks it, and then another artist colors it. And so usually it's not always the same one person. And that's how they are able to get comic books out monthly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a pretty work intensive process from what I understand. Yeah. 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 And then further than that, there's letterers and those kind of things. And so we had a separate letterer who, who did the lettering for us and, that came to us through the uh, through the publisher, which yeah. is the name of the publisher is Literati. Is that right? Literati Press. Yeah, uh-huh, Literati uh-huh. Press. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was going to ask because Res Detectives is a book, as you said, it, it can be appealing to children. Uh, I'm forty in my early forties, uh, and I enjoyed it. So um what what do you hope that readers take away from experiencing the book? I well for me, like I guess, you know, when they when they ask who's this audience, who's your audience, you know, they say so my, for me the main audience, like I said, was those uh indigenous kids mm-hmm. who wanna see themselves in stories that represent them and hopefully, you know, a, a, a good way. And so it's on that level, you know, that's the main thing is that, you know, the takeaway is that, Oh yeah, I love the story. This is who I am. This is, this is really helped represent us. And so even like, um, uh, a program called Illuminative, uh, donated, like, I believe like, I might get the numbers wrong, but I think they got like about like 500 of the comic books and donated them to the local libraries on reservations. Nice, in, nice. In an effort to like, uh, what do you call it? Like, make them bring up the child's self worth of, of feeling because you know I don't know if you know this, but in native, in our native, amongst our native people, the suicide rate is very high. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so, in order to address that, they wanted to do something like this, where say, you know, you could do. You could A, you could write, you could draw, you could create, you could even, you know, uh, uh, feel connected to these characters and know that you could do all these kind of things. So, you know, there's this 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 feeling of self-worth that you should have is very high because we're very important people. We're always been here and don't like, you know, feel like your life is less than, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things that we, you know, which was a good takeaway that we wanted, you know, is to kind of give a yourself self-worth some 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 validity and, mm-hmm. and so that's one of the takeaways and the other takeaway is that you know hopefully it's a 
it's a good fun story. It plays off the tropes of the uh, of the detective stories, and we're trying to you know the hard boiled aspect of, of detective stories, and we wanted to do that. And it's also that screwball comedy mm-hmm. kind of thing that happens, where you know the whereas the the kid is a little the boy is a little screwball kid who interrupts this person's you know normal tip life and they mm-hmm. have all these adventures and it's almost like you know nick and nora or uh those uh, moonlighting shows or those kind of things where there's those two aspects of, of people yeah yeah uh, one of the other things i love about the book too is the the use of languages in the book i loved seeing mm-hmm. that um, so that that was another interesting aspect for me to see, uh, you know, it, it, an indigenous language represented there, too. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is like, you know, a lot of us, uh, you know, indigenous native cats around here. They're, one of the things is like to kind of uh, revitalize our languages. And so that, too, of course, was the reason why we wanted to put the language in to say, oh, here's words that. You know, people can say not just Choctaws will see it, but now, you know, non-natives will see it and say, or people who are not Choctaw will see it and say, oh, I do know where it's at. I do know this. I do know that. Oh, this, mm-hmm. there's like this cultural aspect to it. Mm-hmm. And, and But, you know, I guess at the end of the day, you know, you still want it to be entertaining. So hopefully that happens too. Oh, absolutely. The book while absolutely. Having all yeah. these, I always think of like when you write, you know, you're doing like a layer cake of some kind and you're putting all these little yummy stuff inside it. And so you want to make sure that, you know, the, the cake is tasty, but, you know, there's mm-hmm. still stuff within it that you, you can find and say, oh, this was good too. And this was good. Yeah, like one of absolutely. the things that, yeah, one of the things that was pointed out to me that I didn't even think about it. I don't know if Steve thought about, but uh, someone said, you know, this is a steam book, you know, which is, uh, I think, science, technology, engineering, and I don't know what the A is, but uh, in M is ma- uh, mathematics, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's a about might you know, be, a might be art, maybe art. Okay, art and mathematics. I'm, I might be but wrong would... on that, but I think okay. maybe. <laughs> I I need to know because I'm I'm about to uh, I'm trying to work on a book, another comic about you know using steam concepts. So I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Before I start acting like I know what I'm talking about, but anyways. You but, you were yeah. good. You got it. You got the art. It, it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So people were saying. Someone said, "Yeah, this is a steam book because it does talk about how you do the air and the fan and and all these other kind of things of like, you know, using science and these kind of things and forensics, right? Forensic science. And so we're like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, we can always sell it as that if we need to. And and so. Yeah, yeah. I just fact checked that for you. The A does in fact stand for art. So, but, okay. but that's, so that's science. It's going to be technology, mm-hmm. engineering, art, and mechanics. Math. Math. Okay. Math. Yes. Okay. Which there's there's a lot of mechanics in math, so it works. And you've got the engineering here. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's awesome. I, I was going to yeah, ask yeah. about works in progress, upcoming things. Res Detectives is one of those that has like Res Detectives and a subtitle. So I'm just going to go ahead and say I would love to see, you know, more as a series there if um, Literati is interested in doing that. Um, but, yeah, so it sounds like you have a an upcoming project in, in the world of Steam, not Steampunk. That's a different thing. Right, right. Um, well, maybe we could. It could be Steam with all the science stuff, but in a punk setting. I love it. It would be kind of cool it. to think yeah. about how we can do that to show, like, 
because you, steampunk is uh, based in like the uh, Victorian era, correct? Mm-hmm, usually, uh-huh, yeah. but it's like with like what is it like sci sci fi kind of yeah yeah so like an a classic setting an older setting but then you get like these weird technologies that wouldn't necessarily be there yeah yeah so in essence we probably could that's something to think about because it'd be fun is to do like a steampunk but using factual science to create Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. out of it as opposed to like you know something's going to fly based on whatever but we could say well scientifically we could say you know an air balloon put together could probably lift a ship Mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. like up but a big giant air balloon or something but anyways yeah good yeah. thinking i'm gonna I'm actually steal that and say by all means for our, our steam hey, uh, take our it, steam, take but, it. But because <laughs> yeah so so yeah i'm working with the the uh, university here oklahoma state university and we're and uh, there was discussion how there's very little steam uh education in native populations mm-hmm or like there's probably like individually in each tribe there is, but there's very little like books or that kind of information. And so we were like, well, but we can, we should probably contribute to it and try to create something. So I'm meeting with people with the uh, American Indians and medicine and sciences, I think their aims. And they're talking about doing a, uh, a steam steam book. And so we, and so when we were talking about it, let's do this, uh, uh, Maybe we should do it as a comic book because we were thinking about middle grade people, mm-hmm. and they said it pro- that'd probably be more attractive for those cats because they like to read comics all the time. Yeah, and there was like a God, what is it called? Like graphic medicine? Is mm-hmm. there such mm-hmm. a such a book? Yeah, where they talk about like uh, health issues and things like with within a story setting. So now we're talking about doing stories with steam elements. So that's nice. kind of that thing. Love it. Love it. I don't know why I went to that, but. Yeah, up, upcoming <laughs> projects. I was asking about upcoming okay. projects and things. Um, you also have, so I was going to ask about spaces for people to connect online. So you have your own podcast. Um, yes. If you want yes. to share about that and any websites or, or anything like that. Okay, yeah, we have a, a podcast called Real Indigenous, R-E-E-L Indigenous. Oh, nice, nice. Uh-huh. And in that one, yeah, it's a group of, of filmmakers, actors, writers who kind of get together and talk about like uh, representation in in media of of indigenous. A lot of times it's in the you know this area, Native American realm. But we also do we try to talk more about more world indigenous stuff. So we kind of get out there with that. And every once in a while, we'll have interviews with creators and filmmakers and writers and and those kind of cats who do media. So you know what we call it is like a everything on the screen and in between. So nice, it doesn't nice. have to just be what's on the film, but also other stuff that has native representation that we want to explore and talk about media, you know? Cool. Cool. Yeah. I, I will link the podcast when I share this. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Glad to do that. Uh, final official air quotes question. And then we could talk about anything that we've missed. Any uh, folks that are working in comics, and or film that you want to shine a light on as we close out our talk anybody that uh identifies as native indigenous that you'd like to to just briefly mention so that people can go and check them out 
Oh man, I should have. You should have. I forgot about this part. Maybe you told me earlier in the pre-interview. I did not. I did not. <laughs> oh, okay. I should have prepared you. Because <laughs> I'm the worst with names and everything, so I'm going to do my best, <laughs> as you can tell, because I can remember King Christmas thing. But um, so like uh, some of the things that like like we were saying before we recorded, like you know, we were starting to get a lot of indigenous uh, content getting out there, and mm-hmm. we're wanting to keep that moving forward, and so. Like, for instance, Echo is a TV show that uh, Marvel is doing that's going to be out hopefully soon. I don't know when the mm-hmm. release date was said, but they're, um, it, it, the Echo is supposed to be my tribe, which is Choctaw. Mm-hmm. So that's a big plus. And so they and they came down to our tribe nation and met with our cultural people and our, good, um, good. our chief and all that and kind of talking about you know, making sure that it's quote unquote authentic. And a lot of people I know, a lot of people, our friends have worked on the show and done things. And I know there's like NDAs and stuff, but you know, once you get in the, you know, Choctaw reservation communities, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody knows what everybody else is doing. So I'm right. trying not to say too much to give away. Absolutely. Who, but, Absolutely. But, but, but I do know, and I don't even know if it's even been stated that she's Choctaw, but, you know, but I've said it on the other podcast, so I, I guess it's cats out of and the bag. It's, it's in the comics, right? It's there, so yeah. Yeah, but I think she's something else. I think she's like a, I want to say she's uh, Apache, maybe. I can't remember. Oh, she's a different okay. tribe. She's not Choctaw, so that's what's uh, cool about it. Uh huh. That so, is cool. That is cool. And so that so that's definitely cool. And then you know, there's uh, of course Sterling Hard Joe's having his final season of Reservation Dog and. He's kind of getting out there and trying to sell other shows and, and movies and things like that. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, there's like writers that have been on our podcast that we've talked with who have a lot of books out. Um, there's uh, Tom Hamada who has done, uh, who's writing horror films, I mean, horror books and also working in film and television. Um, I mean, I can go on forever, but you know, uh, yeah, yeah. we got the American Indian Film Festival, which is coming up in November. You got, uh, the LA Skins Fest, which is coming up, I believe, in around October, November. I'm um I just got through seeing Erica Trambley's movie, which is called Fancy Dancing, which is a really great movie. And it really has that real feel of like a independent film vibe from like, you know, during the heyday of independent films where, mm-hmm. you know, it was about not really about story but about characters and how that affects the story. And so we really like follow this really great actress lily gladstone who is this character that you really like who by all means is probably like not a great person but you really understand her and that's mm-hmm. what those old school you know like the 80s and 90s independent cinema was like you know where oh, yeah. they it was about like people on the edge of of our societies and then how we have to understand them and she's also going to be in the martin scorsese movie which is called killers of killers the Moon. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She's the nice. lead actress. And so there's a lot of hype talking about what she does and what she's doing in that. So that's been kind of cool. And then um, uh, there's, like I said, there's a lot of things going on. There's like around here, there's this group called the Anties. Uh, and they're the, they're a comedy group who, who do these stand-up routines. And so if you see them around, uh, you know, check them out because they're funny as, as all get out. And there, there are three three women, and and if I could remember her name, I would say it. But <laughs> so, <laughs> good, so we we'll just good. say there's th- three aunties. We'll set that part out. But three aunties, <laughs> and then and so that comedy stuff going on. 
and then um what else there's uh there's the there's a group here that i'm sitting with on on whatever you call it right now it's i guess a board of the uh uh indian territory film festival that they're trying to do here in tulsa oklahoma mm -hmm. and they're gonna they're planning to show a movie in october during uh um uh, indigenous people's weekend and so then what else is there books movies comic books um of course jay myers has produced prey with mm -hmm. amber mid thunder mm -hmm. which is Lee amazing Bro, mm -hmm. which is a great movie and they just got through uh getting an emmy nod so hopefully they go all the way with the emmy win so we're kind of hoping for that and excited for that and jane myers is like a, was like one of our big advocates you know early on when we were you know starting out our careers and everything and she still is and she's still helpful to a lot of people and all those kind of things so we're doing that and he, she has a daughter Pishon Brad, who has made a short film and she's working in the industry and pretty much all her kids are doing something and nice, so nice. so that's kind of cool that it's like this you know generational familial thing and same with the uh, amber mid thunder because her mom's a casting agent her dad's an actor and so you know it's like almost like those uh the barry moores or the you know all those you know those family passed down from you know to, to act you know in the industry kind of thing family mm -hmm. industry people so those are all the kind of crazy things that i'm into i'm digging on there was a comic that came out i believe it's called kill columbus mm -hmm. which was written mm -hmm. by native cat and i forget his name now do you know his name I don't. I don't. I'll, okay. have to, I'll look it up and I'll mention it. Yeah, look it up and mention because the names escape me. But we did an interview with him about one of his novels, and he's you know he's a writer. And of course, like I said, you know uh, Sierra uh, Ornelas who did uh, Rutherford Falls. You know she's out there writing a lot of comedy stuff. So hopefully she, we'll get to see something coming from her. And uh, mm -hmm. Jana Schmeeding, the actress from that, is is very funny great comedian so hopefully we'll see more stuff with her and of course everybody loves taco waikiti so we you know give a shout oh, out yes, to our, yes. our, our new zealand family you know yeah and, yeah so you're talking about taika waititi yeah taika waititi you know and and you know like like i said you know at least with me you know we're indigenous peoples of the world so i like to try to encompass as many of the great you know storytellers and filmmakers out there and, you know, like Canada, especially doing some great stuff up there and, you know, Australia. Um, and I saw a movie recently that was really good. It was a documentary and it was, uh, and I, of course, I can't remember it, but it was about the, the uh, lost generation where they were uh, basically the government was taking kids from their homes and putting them in to adoption to uh, white families in order to, the same thing that happened here. I mean, I guess, honestly, that's the whole thing too. It's like, there was a playbook. There's, there's. I'm sure there's like a colonizer playbook somewhere mm -hmm, where they, mm -hmm. <laughs> where they yep. all had a plan of how they dealt with this. On some like, old scroll. Yep. <laughs> it's like this is. They do the exact same thing here too, you know. <laughs> so, um, so they had a plan, man. They had a plan. But anyways, that kind of thing that happened of, of, of you know trying to deculturalize us and cultural genocide is what 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 it's called. Mm -hmm. As, and so that's kind of like what happened there and I, god i wish i remember that movie too it just came out recently like last month and so i got to see that when i was in australia and then yeah new zealand you know everywhere you know all over there's all these great filmmakers i wish i could name them all but you know look them up you'll find them yep, great yep. stuff out there 
and I'll, as I said, I'll link the, the podcast Real Indigenous so that listeners can go and check that out, follow, click like and subscribe, all those kind of things. Um, yeah. So I, the last thing I was going to mention, and then we can hit anything that we've missed, is that you mentioned you're close to OSU. Um, and I think I have some connections there, some acquaintances in Craig Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's English literacy uh barbara mcclanahan and then mary beth nottingham and they all do like comics and literacy so i'm gonna have to i might drop this video into their facebook group um which okay, is cool. gnat um and, and might have to be like hey do you do you know tolly jacob uh because it would be great to connect so yeah yeah definitely have not reach out to me and yeah uh my friend Lindsay smith she runs the uh poets and writers oh, nice, uh, nice. program here and um so she i'm sure she knows and i'm sure i've met them i just don't remember them but um uh, i do i will be doing a workshop coming up and i don't know what the dates are of uh about graphic novel writing nice so. nice I, i'll have to as i said i'll drop this into their their facebook group it's happening um so <laughs> so they can uh know your work and uh, probably already do know your work i would imagine with res detectives because they follow graphic novels pretty closely right, so. right, right. yeah That's so cool. anything that i've missed that you want to make sure to share before we close out and if you missed any names just let me know and i'll um, record a little rundown of, of anybody that you want to shout out Okay. Yeah. Nothing really. I mean, like I said, I mean, I could talk all day about other people and if I could remember who their names are <laughs> or what they're doing. And, but yeah, that's definitely just, just check out, just, you know, just do a quick search of indigenous, whatever you're interested in, indigenous filmmakers, indigenous writers, indigenous artists, indigenous fashion designers. They're all out there, you know, just pop them up and see who they are and, and explore all the multitude of people who are doing great and beautiful things, man. I mean, we had like, a, we just had Indigipop X, which was a native and indigenous comic con oh, here in Oklahoma nice. city about, uh, about two months ago or so. And so they're always doing some great stuff and, uh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And the guy who ran it owns a comic book shop in in, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And he's like, it's probably like one of the first indigenous, our only indigenous owned comic book shop. And he also is a writer. He's published. He's a PhD guy. He's like just all around cool dude, man. And so, you know, it's good to have those cats. And, and I actually, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I did write a a script for him about, uh, reservation dog, like actual reservation dogs. Uh, like I think it was for awareness, Uh reservation uh dog awareness. I'm sure, I guess they're still working on the art and stuff, but, I did do something with them, so maybe that'll come out sometime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so get a look out for that. That would be great to see. Great to mm-hmm. see. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Oh yeah. I was say, yeah. So yeah. For me personally, I'm yeah. I'm working on a lot of stuff, and so hopefully they'll be coming out. I'm working on this like script that's going forever. Um, working with this editor, so we'll see how that goes. And nice. Also, writing a like another kids comic about a reservation dog this one's kind of more like a kid horror comic awesome awesome so it sounds like things are on the way and may the creating and storytelling continue and, and glad to have you back on anytime as uh work is released as well 
All right, man. Yeah, cool. Thanks a lot for having me on. And yeah, just reach out to me anytime you want to talk about something. I'm always down to talk. As you can tell, I don't ever shut up. So <laughs> No, no, you're good. It's been a great conversation. Great conversation. And yeah, I'll uh, share this back with you. And uh, thanks so much for talking with me. All right, cool, man. I appreciate it, bro. Take care, yeah. man. Yeah, you do the same. Thanks. All right, later. Later. Thank you.